Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey, Facing the Fiery Furnace. Accepting God's will is easy when He is blessing our life, not so much when He's allowing us to experience adversity. Our story today is part of a larger lesson in my Bible study, Resting in Jesus. Part of finding our way to a close and secure relationship with the Lord is learning to trust His plan, and the willingness to accept God's will comes from having true beliefs as we will see in this incredible story today. Probably one of the most well-known Bible stories, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they faced the fiery furnace is definitely a fan favorite. Who doesn't like a story where the good guys win and the bad guy loses? Before we get into it, here's a little backstory to set the stage. God's people, the Israelites, had been warned that if they did not follow God's word, they would be taken captive and lose their inheritance, the promised land. Most of the Old Testament tells the story of their repeated cycle of unfaithfulness to God, turning to false idols, being reprimanded by God, repenting of their sins, and then going back to God's word. For a while, anyway, it never lasted very long before they would find themselves back in the same sin of infidelity against God. After centuries of giving the Israelites opportunities to turn back to him, he finally sent the Babylonians to conquer them and haul them away to a foreign land. That's where they are when we come to today's story in Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, selected the finest young men from his prisoners to serve him, and among them were Daniel and his three friends. As servants of the king, it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's responsibility to do whatever the king asked. At first it went well, at least until the king asked something of the men that would violate their belief in God. Daniel 3 9 to 12. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Apparently, other men in the king's service were jealous of these three guys. Knowing they worshipped another god, they ratted them out to the king. Nebuchadnezzar was furious and called the men in to see him. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? 
Now, if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Well, the king was a reasonable guy and willing to give them one more chance to change their minds and obey his command. This is a tough test for them. They either need to worship this false idol or be burned alive. Let's see how they respond. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I find that to be one of the most inspiring examples of faith in Scripture. Basically, the guys are saying, well, do what you need to do, but you won't change our minds. Nothing will persuade us from denying our God, not even a terribly painful death. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's beliefs are clearly evident to every person in attendance. They believe the Lord is the one true God. They don't believe there is any God except the Lord Almighty. They believe God holds all power. In other words, they have realized and accepted that their own power will get them nowhere. Only God has the power to control their lives. The men believe God is worthy of their worship. No doubt there. After all, they're willing to put their lives on the line in order to continue worshiping God. They believe God's decisions are trustworthy. Now, here is an issue that is a sticking point for many of us. Many of us believe in God, enjoy worshiping Him on Sunday, etc., but at the same time, we doubt God will always make the right decision for our life. Here is where our faith often gets derailed. We're happy to give God a little bit of our time in worship, but we don't want to surrender our life to Him. That seems risky. What if he does something we don't like? What if we don't get something we want? These doubts reveal our false beliefs and our lack of faith. If we don't believe God's decisions are trustworthy, then we won't believe that God is good, that God loves us, and that God always does the right thing. If we don't believe, then we are standing in a place of pride, judging God as lacking, usurping his place, in our life with our self-power. This is hard stuff. Like I said, this is no easy test. Their lives are on the line. Nevertheless, their decision is made. God is trustworthy, so we're going to obey him no matter what happens. We accept whatever he chooses. My favorite part here is when the men say, God can deliver us here. We're sure of that. But if it is, is his choice to not do so, we still choose to worship him. That inspires my faith. 
That is a position that separates true faith from false beliefs. God can do anything. He is Almighty God, but I'm not going to presume upon His will. This might be my appointed day of death. If so, great, I'm going to heaven. But if it isn't my appointed day of death, King Nebuchadnezzar, you don't have the power to kill me. Pretty incredible, huh? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have the faith and wisdom to recognize the truth and the humility to accept it. They know God so well, they know they will be fine, even if they die. They know they are in God's hands and no one else's. It is entirely possible to have wisdom, to know who God is, and yet still live in rebellion by refusing to accept whatever God's will might be. The men were ready to face this test because they had invested their lives in surrendering to the Lord before this day arrived. They had been developing their relationship with Him and gaining understanding about His Word. Prior to this test, they had invested in the relationship. They were prepared because they had prepared. Getting to a place where we can accept God's will is a wonderful thing. When we finally understand we can safely trust everything to God, our fear goes out the window. We're no longer living in anxiety, stressed out all the time. Did you know stress, fear, and anxiety are optional? They are not a requirement. The more we believe God is good, the less fear we will have. It is a fantastic way to live. When we find ourselves at a crossroads with the test of our faith before us, let us ask God to show us His will. I promise you, He will answer that prayer and direct your steps. He may not tell you the entire thing all at once, but He will always tell you what you need to know, when you need to know it. Until we correctly navigate through this crisis, we will remain stuck in our spiritual life, in our relationship with the Lord. Because the relationship only works when we trust Him. We can't enter the promised land and live the life we were created to live unless we trust God to lead us. But if we do trust God, He will work powerfully in our lives. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. It's a paradox. When we die to self, that's when we really begin to live. We want to keep moving forward in our beliefs, getting rid of the false beliefs and embracing truth more and more until we can make the statement Jesus made in Luke twenty-two forty-two: Not my will, but yours be done. Oswald Chambers has a great quote. There are many people who believe in Jesus Christ, but they have not relinquished anything. Consequently, they have not received anything. So back to our story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego blow everyone away with their amazing faith. Then what happened? Daniel 3.19 The Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. 
Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Well, that's not good. God allows the men to go into the fire. It is so hot, their escorts were immediately incinerated. Let's continue, verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. I'm sure no one saw that coming. Really? They didn't die? They weren't even burned? They didn't even smell like smoke? How crazy is that? How could that be? Well, they weren't alone. God allowed them to go into the fire, but he went in with them. Jesus was in their midst, saving them from death. That's the thing about God's will. You never know exactly what he has planned. We're forever trying to second-guess him, tell him his business, assume we know what is best. But God doesn't need our input. He always knows what is best because he's God. He knows everything and holds all wisdom. We're usually just concerned about saving our own skin. But God is concerned about saving the whole world. Well, let's see how all this affected the king. Verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other god who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. God prevailed. God wanted all of Babylon to know who the one true king was, and now they did. Even a godless, arrogant king like Nebuchadnezzar saw the truth. 
Luke 17.33 says, Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. It is a paradox. We lose our life in order to save our life. But that only works when we are surrendering our life to God Almighty. Faith means accepting God's choices even if we don't understand them or don't like them. God works in many ways. He isn't much for formulas. Sometimes he puts our fires out. Sometimes he takes us around the fire. Yet I can promise you, if you walk with the Lord, a time will come when he takes you through the fire. When he does, he goes with you. You are never alone. It is only when we go through the fire with him that we truly realize his power, love, and goodness. All scriptures from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.